As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 141 of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. Adam just made some weird I- gesture <laughs> things. I'm excited. I love doing these ones. Yeah, no, these are fun. These are fun. I don't, actually, um, yeah, I don't know what the hand gestures were, were that I did. This is our big um, August books episode. For our regular listeners, we do this usually at the beginning of each month where we talk about all the books that are coming out um, this month that we're excited about because we're a couple of days already into August. There's a couple that might already be out, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Did you say the whole like, welcome to this episode one? Did we do all that? We did. Wow. Oops. <laughs> I'm excited. So we're recording this on a Friday, and I have had two. It's 11. I've had two Americanos already today. Well, that explains it. I bought one for myself, <laughs> and it was delicious and wonderful. And then Christina, who comes on the podcast very frequently, surprised me this morning. She's like, I got you an Americano. I know it's your favorite espresso drink. And so I've had like seven shots of espresso this morning. Yeah. It's going to get weird in here. It is going to get weird in here. I also point out that by the time this comes out, we're going to be knee deep in Digipalooza. Yeah. Which is our big... Um, Biannual, I think, every two years. Every two years. Yeah. Um, conference. Yeah. So for, for people listening in who aren't librarians, every two years we throw a big party and big conference in Cleveland, where we're from. And we're going to have like 500 librarians here. And we go, we do a whole bunch of presentations and best practices and librarians come up and they talk about their best practices for collection development and digital, all this stuff. And then we throw a couple big parties. It's going to be a blast. And that's happening as you're listening to this, if you listen on Thursday or Friday in real time. So we're very tired. <laughs> While you're listening to this, what we're doing is we're very tired. So <laughs> but that's not what we're doing here. But if you're listening to this and you're at DGP, come say hi. Yeah, absolutely. We'll That'd be cool. Um before we get started, we should always mention everything we're going to talk about today is in our show notes, so don't worry about furiously scribbling those down. If you want any more information on any of these things, you can email us at professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com, or you can tweet at us at probooknerds, and let us know what books you're most excited about. We love seeing what you guys say. Is that all the housekeeping? I think so. Okay, cool. So here are the rules. We do this every month. Joe and I each create our list of books that we are very excited about. We do not tell each other the books ahead of time. We go back and forth. We see how many of these. Usually we have not repeated each other too often. There's usually maybe one or two. Yeah. 
we're pretty good now when we go and find the books that we're most excited about. I I slacked Jill a couple times yesterday in our inner office. I am. I was like, I found like four that I know you're gonna do. So, um, do you want to start? Or do you want me to? You can because you have more. Okay. So, first one I have is called "Of Mess and Moxie: Wrangling Delight Out of This Wild and Glorious Life" by Jen Hatmaker, whose name I love, by the way. Having nothing to do with her book. I just, That's okay. Hatmaker yeah. might be the most fun <laughs> last name ever. Uh, in this highly anticipated new book, beloved author Jen Hatmaker, who's the best-selling author of Big Sister Emeritus and Chief BFF. Uh, so Jen Hatmaker parlays her own triumphs and tragedies into a sigh of relief for all normal, fierce women everywhere. Whether it's time to, whether it's the time she drove <laughs> to the wrong city for a fourth-grade field trip. Or the way she learned to forgive, God was super clear. Pray for this person every day, which was the meanest thing he ever said to me. I was furious. Uh, Basically, she goes through all these everyday experiences that women go through and talks about how you can live in the moment and you can be better. And it just sounds really funny and I'm excited about it. So it's kind of like a a life family memoir kind of a thing. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, My first one is The Address by Fiona Davis who was on our podcast um, this past Monday. Uh, so she, where she talks about it, we got to interview her at ALA. Um, I think I have mentioned this a couple times because I'm so excited. And I had an advanced copy, and it was so good. And uh, it's magical. So she um, basically will take famous architectural landmarks in New York City and write um, stories, write books with dual timelines, Usually one is set in the past and one that's a little bit more contemporary. So um, the address takes place at the famous Dakota apartment complex. Um, The historical fiction side of it is when the Dakota first opened and everyone thought the architect was crazy because he puts this huge gothic building out in the middle of nowhere because New York City hadn't been developed quite that far (laughs) out yet. And um, then the more contemporary side takes place in the 1980s which Fiona talks about um, during that time, some of the residents of the Dakota were going through a lot of interior decorating phases and taking down a lot of the original architecture. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a fun story. I really enjoyed it, just like I did her first one, The Dollhouse. So that comes out this month. Yeah. Plus, she's wonderful. As a she person. is wonderful as well. Uh, my next one is called America 51 by Corey Taylor. So... Corey Taylor is the lead singer of two very heavy metal bands, Slipknot and Stone Sour. Um, If you're familiar at all with those bands, they are, I guess speed metal would be how people describe them, like thrash metal. It's very fast. Think of like Metallica, but even faster. Um, And so when people hear the music, they assume that it's just like unintelligible, kind of like Neanderthals, just yelling and playing music really quickly. But the lead singer, this Corey Taylor... He is incredibly intelligent. Um, he's written several best-selling books already called uh, One's Seven Deadly Sins. Uh, and another one is A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to Heaven and You're Making Me Hate You. Uh, what America 51 is, um, because he is in these bands and they are very, very successful, he's traveled all around the world. And because of that, he has seen not only how America views itself, but also how the rest of the world views America. And he uses funny stories and he shows his own anger and his own disbelief basically in the looking at the way that 
we view ourselves and the way that the rest of the world views us and how we should view ourselves perhaps. And I'm just really interested. Um, I don't listen to a ton of their music, but I know of it. And just really, it's he's a, I've heard him in interviews before, and he's incredibly thoughtful. So I'm excited to read this. Huh. Sounds interesting. Yeah. Next one on mine is The Last Tutor by Philippa Gregory. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's listened to this podcast for a substantial long time knows that I'm a huge fan of the Tudors. Um, Philippa Gregory, of course, is the author of The Other Boleyn Girl, and, and she's written m- numerous books about this particular time period in English dynasty history. Um, the Last Tudor is about Lady Jane Grey, who is one of my absolute favorite um, women to come out of this time period. Actually, I, it, it seems weird calling her a woman because um, she was... It, Spoiler alert, beheaded fairly early. <laughs> I don't know that's a spoiler. It's like a Historical I know, I feel like alert. once you get to, you know, like six hundred years later, it's fine. But um anyway, she uh she was known as the nine days queen. She came into power um very much like a chess match um after Henry the Eighth's son died. Um and before Queen Mary, because she it was a whole Queen Mary the daughter was Catholic. Henry at the time was where his son was Protestant and it was like this again chess match so anyway yeah Lady Jane Grey the nine days queen um so I'm very excited for this one Mm -hmm. uh my next one is Hail to the Chin by Bruce Campbell (laughs) oh yeah yeah so if you don't know who Bruce Campbell is. Come on, what are you doing? I actually can't believe I I can't believe I don't have that on my list. I know list. I was I want I put it early in mine so I could talk about it because I thought sure you'd have it somewhere. Uh, so Bruce Campbell is I'm trying to think about what he's perhaps quote unquote best known for. I would but say Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Yeah, the yeah. Evil Dead uh, movies and now the TV show. But he's also been in so many like insert generic CBS drama here. Um, also Xena. Also Xena. Anyway, Hail to the Chin is he did a memoir oh, about 15 years ago called If Chins Could Kill. And now Hail to the Chin is his follow-up. Uh, it's been 15 years since his first memoir, but Bruce is still living the dream as a B-movie king in an A-movie world. I'm so excited for this. And the description of it ha- states that it has an introduction by New York Times bestselling author and famous minor television personality John Hodgman. Ah. Uh. I'm so excited to read this. It's amazing. I might, this is going to be like, I don't know how long it is. It's going to be a single sitting reading for me. Yeah, for so sure. So excited. Um, my next one, it's it's funny. One of um, our podcast uh, Twitter followers mentioned this book um, after we did our suspense episode last week. Um, she said that one, uh, Andrea said that one that she's looking out looking forward to is are you sleeping by kathleen barber and i was like oh that's on my list for august that's why i didn't talk about it yeah way to steal our thunder <laughs> gosh no, no i Good think job. it's fabulous i was like oh funny um so are you sleeping by kathleen barber serial meets ruth Ware. serial as in the podcast meets ruth wears in a dark dark wood in this inventive inventive and twisty psychological thriller about a mega hit podcast that reopens a murder case and threatens to unravel the carefully constructed life of the victim's daughter i had this one too (laughs) as soon as i read that description i immediately put it on hold at the library because i have to read that book Mm -hmm. so yeah i had a feeling you'd have this one as well (laughs) um my next description is going to be very short lee bardugo has a new book coming out this month 
And it's a Wonder Woman book. Yes, it is. I don't feel the need to describe it any more than that. Lee Bardugo is writing a Wonder Woman book called Warbringer. Uh, it's not about whether I will borrow this and also purchase copies. It's about how many copies my wife will purchase of this book. <laughs> so Just give it out as gifts. That, exactly. She's 100. Oh, my... My wife, I am very, that was kind of boring. I'm sorry. My wife, sorry guys. Uh, my wife, Alex, who I talk about all the time. I, this isn't like a humble brag. She looks like Wonder Woman. She does look like Wonder Woman. She's tall and brunette and wonderful. And so it's like her life goal to spread the joy of Wonder Woman to everyone's like, we have nieces and she's like giving them Wonder Woman stuff all the time. So I'm sure they will get copies of this book. So I think it doesn't, sorry everyone, I don't think it comes out till the end of the month, but. It is in August. Okay. Let's see. Um, I have Sour Heart by Jenny Zhang. It is a short story collection um, by a author um, who she's, uh, I believe she's Asian American, um, But her stories cut across generations and continents, moving from the fraught halls of a public school in Flushing, Queens, to the tumultuous streets of Shanghai, China, during the Cultural Revolution of the 1960s. Um, And, yeah, it's getting really good buzz and really good press Mm -hmm. in advance of its publication, so I'm excited for that one. Yeah, Uh, My next one is called The Rattled Bones by S.M. Parker. Uh, little peek behind the veil for me. As soon as the calendar turns to August, I allow myself to start thinking about fall just because it's the second half of the year and like that's just how I am. Yeah. August always signified the start of school. Start of school always signified fall. So because of that, I start looking at horror adjacent books. And so The Rattled Bones by S.M. Parker um, is the story of, I think it's Rhea is the name of the main character, but um, she lives near the ocean and she's always been very aware of kind of like the differences between life and death and all these things and then her dad dies and she begins seeing ghosts everywhere including she's being haunted by this girl who is from a nearby uninhabited island and then she meets someone who is an archaeology student who needs to go over to that island to do some excavating and so she goes with them and starts like uncovering the history of this island and what happened the description of it reminds me of um, In the Trees Crept In by Don Kurtagich, which I absolutely love. So I'm excited for this. And the subjects it's described under are horror, mythology, romance, and young adult fiction. So I'm all for it. So that's The Rattled Bones by S.M. Parker. I have The Clockwork Dynasty by Daniel H. Wilson. This was actually recommended to me by our friend Hugo at Penguin Random House. Um, I love Hugo. <clears throat> I love Hugo, too. So... Um, when a young anthropologist specializing in ancient technology uncovers a terrible secret concealed in the workings of a 300-year-old mechanical doll, she is thrown into a hidden world that lurks just under the surface of her own. With her career and her life at stake, June will ally with a remarkable traveler who exposes her to a reality she never imagined as they embark on an around-the-world adventure and discover breathtaking secrets of the past. Um, I told Hugo this remind the description reminded me of one of my favorite Doctor Who episodes, which is <laughs> the girl in the fireplace, mm-hmm. which is pretty much a selling point right there. Oh my god, <laughs> you read that description. That's good. This is gonna be one that I put on my hold list before anyone hears this. That sounds so good. 
Uh, my next one is Little and Lion by Brandy Colbert. I actually have read this because Brandy will be on our podcast, uh, I think, in August. Try to align that with when her book actually comes out. Uh, Little and Lion is a young adult romance novel um, that she, it's an incredible amount of diversity in the book. There's different religious backgrounds and there's different um, sexual orientations and uh, she also handles um, a character who has um, mental disabilities and just she does it so well and handles it so incredibly well that you it's inspiring it's the story of this girl who comes home and her brother has bipolar disorder and uh, she's been away for at boarding school for a year and she's trying to readjust and while she was at boarding school she was trying to handle her grasp her own sexuality and it's just fascinating and the the environment and community that brandy created is one that i kind of want to live in where people are are very accepted for you know regardless of what they are but it's really good i guess if you're looking for a, a, a ya book that has a lot of diversity whether it's sexual diversity uh cultural religious that's all in here it's really good plus brandy got mad we were not mad. We were joking before we started recording. I was like, just want to make sure it's Colbert, not Colbert, right? She's like, yeah, Stephen ruined that for all of us Colberts <laughs> all around the world. Jamie chuckle. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, the Half-Drowned King. <laughs> apparently, apparently Adam had this I'm on so his list. I'm so excited to talk about this one. Do, go ahead. Do you no, want me to move no, past it? No. It's only fair. This is how we do it. Go ahead. <laughs> the Half-Drowned King by Lana Hartsuker. Sure, that's what I was I mean, yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Um, So, an exhilarating saga of the Vikings that, that conjures a brutal, superstitious, and thrilling 9th century world and the birth of a kingdom. The debut installment in a historical literary trilogy that combines the bold imagination and sweeping narrative power of Game of Thrones, Vikings, and Outlander. I'm going to read this so much. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. Yeah, I saw that one, and I don't know what I was thinking. Of course, we were both going to have that one. <laughs> and the cover is beautiful. The cover is beautiful. Yeah, sounds like a good one for our epic series Man. readers as well. Ah, uh, we'll all have to enjoy that one together. <laughs> okay, my next one is Solo by Kwame Alexander and Mary Rand Hess. We had Kwame on the show before. He's incredible. Uh, Solo is a YA novel written in poetic verse because Kwame Alexander wants to show us not only is he talented enough to write incredible books, but he did it in poetic verse. Mm -hmm. Uh, Solo tells the story of a 17-year-old Blade Morrison who knows the life of a rock star isn't really about the glitz and glamour. All the new cars and money in the world can't make up for the scathing tabloid covers or the fact that his father is struggling with just about every addiction under the sun, including a desperate desire to make a comeback and regain his former fame. Uh, I just I will would read a phone book if it was set up by Kwame Alexander. So I'm very excited for this one. He's just he's one of the most talented people in the world when it comes to poetry, whether it's for young adults or anyone else. So I, I'm so excited to read that. Agreed. Um, let's see. I have the Ready Made Thief by Augustus Rose. We're good. Okay. You gave me this look. I wasn't sure. I know. I, I know. I was like scrolling through the ones I have left just to see if I was going to be sad. 
Um, betrayed by her family after taking the fall for a friend, Lee finds refuge in a cooperative of runaways holed up in an abandoned building they call the Crystal Castle. But the facade of the castle conceals a far more sinister agenda, one hatched by a society of fanatical men set on decoding a series of powerful secrets hidden and played in sight, and they believe Lee holds the key to it all. Sounds really good. Yeah. Uh, my next one, See What I Have Done by Sarah Schmidt. Almost, but I did not put it on my list. So, you're are you familiar with Lizzie Borden, the story of Lizzie <laughs> of Borden? Of course I, I am. Was, I know, I kind of assumed. So for <laughs> the, I almost put it on, I but didn't. <laughs> um, so, for those of you who aren't familiar with Lizzie Borden, uh, it's this incredibly famous murder case when she, it's, it was August 4th, 1892. Uh, she, Lizzie Borden called out to her maid and she told her that someone had killed her father. Uh, the discovery of the brutal axe murders, uh, basically like they think Lizzie Borden did it, but people are not really sure. Um, and when I say axe murder, like she hit her mother with an axe 40 times and hit her father 41 and so this is a fictional take on that, trying to determine what happened by Sarah Schmidt. But um, the introduction to the description is Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. So, like, just that kind of horror sing-songy kind of stuff. I'm so in for this. I'm so excited. Another great cover, too. Lizzie Borden's house is at a hotel, I believe. Like, I think it's a bed and breakfast now. Is it real? Oh, God. It's creepy. Good for them, I guess. <laughs> Not for the family, but for the owners. Yeah. Anyway. Um, no, Lizzie's big now. There was a TV show with Christina Ricci. And, uh, I watch so little television lately. Yeah. That I'm Lizzie's, out of the loop. Lizzie's big. Okay. Um, I have The Hole by Hey Young Pune. Mm-hmm. It is a... Um, it's already been published in Korea, so this is a translation coming here, and it was a bestseller um, in Korea. But it is about a man who wakes up from a coma after causing a devastating car accident that took his wife's life and left him paralyzed and badly disfigured. His caretaker is his mother-in-law, a widow grieving the loss of her only child. He's neglected and left alone in his bed. His world shrinks to the room he lies in and his memories of his troubled relationship with his wife. Um, she and his wife had spent time, um, with one goal, cultivating the garden in front of their house. But, uh, the man soon notices his mother-in-law in the abandoned garden, uprooting what his wife had worked so hard to plant and obsessively digging larger and larger holes. When asked, she only answers that she is finishing what her daughter started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, um, yeah, it. It's described as an unnerving novel about the horrors of isolation and neglect in all of its uh, banal and brutal forms. Yeah, it sounds really kind of (laughs) creepy. Sounds like skin crawlingly uncomfortable to read, which I love. Right. You know, um, yes, the idea of just taking like this very simple thing and making it kind of creepy and the idea of this man... um, being left alone in a bed in a room where like his only so creepy it reminds me of misery from stephen king and so yeah so that's the hole by hey young pune wow uh my next one is things that happened before the earthquake by i want to say chiara barzini uh welcome to la 
Uh, it's basically it's 1990s Hollywood with an Italian makeover. Um, it's a coming-of-age tale featuring a teenager who's on shaky ground in more than one ways. Good job, copywriters. <laughs> um, so basically, there is a horrible earthquake in 1994 that happened, and this is all about this uh, Eugenia, who is a typical Italian teenager, um, who is trying to kind of come up and, and deal with everything that's going on in, in Hollywood, and, and then there's this horrible earthquake. So... I'm doing a bad job of describing this one, but I don't know. There's something about something about it with just putting like what you would think of like a stereotypical New York Italian uh, neighborhood and putting it in Los Angeles and dealing with like Hollywood and all sorts of different things. Um, you know, whether it's like memorabilia from movies or like fashion, and then there being an earthquake on top of it. I don't know. Kind of reminded me of like literal West Side Story, like yeah. West. West Side Story. So, uh, I'm sorry, guys. That was Joe, what's your like next book? West Coast Side Story? West Coast Side Story. <laughs> would have been so much better. <laughs> what's your next book? Um, the next book is The Dark Net by Benjamin Percy. Um, it is, I don't want to say too much based on the description. So what I'm going to tell all of you readers, you can then go look for it yourself. <laughs> this sounds like a Black Mirror episode. Ooh. See? I don't want to say any more than that. Just based on the description, it sounds like a Black Mirror episode. So, um, yeah. Go check it out. Yeah. The Darknet, Benjamin Percy. Sounds really good. Uh, my next one is Girl in Snow by Danya Kakafka. First off, uh, she got a blurb from Paula Hawkins. Well, that's pretty good. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, when a beloved high schooler named Lucinda Hayes is found murdered, no one in her sleepy Colorado suburb is untouched. Not the boy who loved her too much. Not the girl who wanted the perfect life. Not the officer assigned to investigate her murder. In the aftermath of the tragedy, these three indelible characters must each confront their darkest secrets in an effort to find solace, the truth, or both. Uh, It's got a few things working for it. Paul Hawkins, it has the word girl in it, and it's a thriller. So, probably going to be a bestseller. Yeah. That sounds good. Um, I have The Red-Haired Woman by Oran Pamuk. Um, On the outskirts of a town 30 miles from Istanbul, a master well digger and his young apprentice are hired to find water on a barren plain. As they struggle in the summer heat, excavating without luck meter by meter, the two will develop a bond neither had known before. Um, Not the middle-aged bachelor nor the middle-class boy whose father disappeared after being arrested. The pair will come to depend on each other and exchange stories reflecting desperate views of the world, but in the nearby town where they bury provisions and take their evening break, the boy will find an irresistible diversion. The red-haired woman, an alluring member of a traveling theater company. The young man's wildest dream will be realized, but when in his distraction a horrible accident befalls the well digger, the boy will flee, returning to Istanbul. Only years later will he discover whether he is in fact responsible for his master's death and who the red-haired enchantress was. That was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Nice. I have one more. I have one more as well. Okay. You you had two of mine. So. Uh, right. So uh, so this last one, it's nonfiction. It's The Kellogg's by Howard Marco. Almost, but did not. Yeah. So this, I did not know anything oh, about yeah. this. This sounds really interesting. It's The Battling Brothers of Battle Creek. So... The Kelloggs, John Harvey Kellogg, and his youngest brother Will, um, they are you know best known. Kellogg's is a cereal company, but they 
were as often happens in families that are highly successful like this like they were fiercely competitive with each other and um i don't know i just i'm always interested in, in learning histories about things like this but it just goes into their a background of their life and how the kellogg's company came to be and and why and i don't know i'm just a big dork when it comes to like histories of massive companies like this mm-hmm. or like you know everyone knows the mcdonald's stuff with ray Kroc and the disney like any old big company like that i love knowing the history so i didn't know this the kellogg's were brothers i know yep. nothing about them going into this book but i'm very excited to read it so that's my last one okay my last one i'm actually rather glad this worked out last because it's a good one it's i'd rather be reading a library of art for book lovers oh that's amazing <laughs> so um this is a visual old visual ode oh my gosh can't read visual ode to all things bookish readers will get lost in page after page of beautiful contemporary art photography and illustrations depicting the pleasures of books um there's also essays from writers including ann patchett nice and it's rounded out with poems and quotations celebrating the joys of reading that sounds super good yeah i love it um cool so those are the books that we're most excited about for august very excited about that um and i just want to let everyone know uh, and we might have mentioned this recently but so last week jill did a the mystery suspense and thrillers with a couple of ladies we got a really great response from that um we have jill is way more organized than i am and <laughs> figured out all of our different genres that we have and have not talked about in a long time so we're going to do more way more genres coming up in the near near future here um but yeah i'm i'm excited to do all of them uh so yeah thank you for listening in and all the awesome feedback we got on that that was great so anything else you can think of i don't think so cool all right well i hope you guys enjoyed these as we mentioned at the at the jump uh send us whether it's via twitter or email let us know the books you are loving most this month we can you know if we get enough of them, we'll make like a a listener reading list or something like that. So hope you guys enjoy all these books. Let us know what you think and enjoy the rest of your day and all that good stuff. And this, this concludes the Professional Book Nerds podcast. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com. And our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.